Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Eugene Brightsagan from Twine Financial Advisors. And today on the show, we are going to talk about Eugene's very special method of uh, of creating a mortgage strategy and how he puts it together. So in the first episode from which Eugene joined us, we talked about how impressed we were with his lending strategy that he had put together for a mutual client. And my question to Eugene was, well, what sort of thinking goes into these lending proposals? What goes into a lending strategy? And so we're going to talk through two different case studies about how Eugene had structured the loan, and we talked about that in the last episode about what goes into a structure. We're going to talk about the actual effect of that now and what that looks like in some some really cool different case studies. So the first one we're going to talk about is, I'll let you introduce it actually, Eugene, in terms of the, the break fees one that you were just working on yesterday. Yeah, so that was actually quite a, a very interesting case, and and I, I think this will be quite interesting for for a number of, of your of your listeners. But um, in this particular case, we had a couple who uh, had a very high income. Uh, they're professionals. They've obviously invested in their careers. They've done an exceptional job over the last decade to to establish their careers to earn a good income. But at the same time, they have been paying off their mortgage again above minimum. It feels like they're doing the the right thing. But at the same time, they had so much more potential. But when we tried to interview them and find out, well, what is actually important to them, they said, okay, we want to refinance and restructure our mortgage because you know, we want to save more on interest. And it's fine. I mean, everybody wants to pay less in interest. Uh, but we thought, all right, let's just, let's, let's just take it as is and uh, we'll see the application, see how we go. And what we actually uncovered is this particular couple was, uh, you know, was tithing a fair amount of their income and good on them, fantastic. And that's clearly important to them. But they didn't make it explicitly clear that that's actually their objective. For them, it's important to give. and But we only found that out during the actual review. So we have to start with what is truly important to this uh, to the client. And uh, in their particular case, again, they want to save more on interest, uh, but tithing was clearly more important to them. And when we actually picked that up, realized that we can actually take this as an opportunity to reframe the whole conversation about not just tithing today, but lifetime giving. And But to give more lifetime, you need to increase your wealth. And so straight away, now the mortgage strategy, the theme is about increasing wealth. How can we optimize your portfolio or how can we optimize, in, in, in this case, the loan structure to uh, repay mortgage faster, uh, build more equity, use that equity to buy more properties, use, use that the, the, you know, the, the, the time to build wealth over time and increase lifetime giving. And that's clearly the important part to them. It's not just about uh, saving on interest. We can do that. It's what's behind the scenes. And that becomes the theme for the loan structure. And this is really interesting because, uh, and I wanted Eugene to share this case study because frequently we often see clients uh, where we have discussions about giving to the church because it's treated as an expense to the to the bank because if it's going out uh, every every week or fortnight that you're giving to the church, then uh, it, it it is an expense that you that you're making and you are you are giving it, um, but it is treated as if it were an expense. And there are instances where uh, 
you know, we've we've argued to the to the bank, yes, but it could be decreased at at any time. It's not a compulsory expense. And they've said, well, we'd need a letter from from the church in order to be able to verify that. And we were discussing off air as well, Eugene, that there are some very good reasons why the banks would yeah. re- would require that <laughs> because uh, not not all religious organisations are uh, perhaps so flexible as as to let uh, to let their uh, parishioners or con- uh, yeah, their congregation to, to be that flexible, um, but we won't get we won't get into that. Um, so so I suppose in this instance, am I am I right in thinking that the punchline is that these, these clients have increased their repayments to to the bank, decreased their 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 donations to the church, and uh, with the intention that over time in the long run that they'll actually end up giving more to the church. Correct. So. This was a, a very live uh, scenario. In fact, we've just been working over this last couple of days. So we haven't quite got to that point yet, but it's become the theme to consider saying, all right, well, uh, you know, if, if, if we need to increase the mortgage payments, at what expense is that? Is that an expense of reducing tithing? Was it an expense of reducing lifestyle? Uh, but the most important part is, is that we need to focus on repaying that mortgage faster to build the equity in that home so we can use the equity to then go buy more properties. And buying more properties with enough time, you're building wealth. And that's what we're trying to achieve. But it's become the theme that we need to increase wealth in order to give back more. Um, in, in my experience, most, most clients I work with uh, give uh, voluntarily. I mean, the banks take a very pessimistic perspective on, 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 on giving. Uh, but uh, for when we pick up something like that, it, it's, it's oftentimes really important to that family. So we, uh, we can use that to that client's advantage. Fantastic. And let's talk about the second case study as well, because I thought this was really interesting as well. This is a, um, a, a Samoan family who weren't who, who were paying down uh, paying down their debt or, or they were they were sorry, I've missed I've, they, were, they were barely making ends meet. They were that's paying, right. They had to be on a non bank lender, they they were struggling to make ends meet. And uh, you know, and, and when we started working with them, we again what they wanted to do is just refinance from a non-bank to a bank so they can save on interest. It's a classic case study. When you call your broker uh, or you call a broker and they ask you, what do you want? I mean, that's a classic answer of, yep, here's what I want to do. But when we actually delved behind the scenes in this particular case, what we actually learned was, you know, the the mister in this case, he was, he was working 60 hours a week. He was making good money at the same time. But unfortunately, he was spending it all uh, on, on, on paying for paying for dinners for all the family. And in my experience, Samoan families are very generous. <laughs> um, they're very generous to their communities and to their families. And sometimes that can work against their favour when they're actually uh, giving beyond their means. And this was that particular example where he was, you know, essentially shouting his, his friends and family dinners and drinks and all that sorts of stuff. And it's fine. But the problem is, is that his actual goal was what he really wanted to achieve is he wanted to build equity in his home so that he can provide a uh, a stepping stone for his four kids so for this family's four kids uh, to be able to uh, you know to be able to use that as 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 a deposit for them to to uh, to to buy their first homes when, when they start working it's an opportunity that they never had and when we uncovered that that is the actual true goal, that all of a sudden changed the theme of the loan structure. So straight away, we need to put a lot more discipline into actually repaying the mortgage and have that conversation around, around let's reviewing the expenses. What's actually important to you? And believe it or not, year on, we caught it, 
caught up and see how things are going. And sure enough, he followed through. There's no increased debt. He was following the mortgage payments he was supposed to. Everything was happening the way it's supposed to. And it's because we touched into that deeper why. And I think the thing that's really interesting here, and we say it so much on the show when we're talking about financial goal setting, is figuring out what is that thing that is really important. Because really, what we're talking about here is reasonably simple. We're talking about increasing your repayments to your to your mortgage in order to be able to pay it down quicker. Correct. That, that's the crux of it. But what we're the way that in which we are doing that is by reviewing how you're spending your money and seeing where can savings be made for the sake, what can we sacrifice now for the sake of the bigger goal of what we want to achieve within our financial lives and the impact that we want to have uh, in the the second case study on our families, what we can do for our families, and in the first case study, what we can do for our communities uh, and and the organisations that we're involved with. So I guess even though it, it, it... Kind of sounds simple when you get to the punchline, and we're just decreasing our expenses, increasing our our, our repayments to the bank. It, it it has far more impact to it. Correct, because um, the what that essentially does is starts a conversation about well, how do I then multiply the wealth? And this is where the investing decision comes. But we can't get to the investing decision if there wasn't enough equity. So essentially, there there are a few things that we need to we need to look at. But without having that deeper why. Uh, clear then it's very difficult to follow through Uh, so for example i've had clients who say right well i want to have x amount of income x amount of net worth by this period of time classic scenario fine here's what we do now in in our strategies is we essentially understand well what is that client's limitation is it serviceability or is it deposit to find out well how far can they go maybe based on what they have um, they can buy let's say two properties wonderful but what what if their goal was 10 properties all right, well, clearly maybe the limitation might be the serviceability or something else. Now we're starting the wider conversation about how can we increase income. And that could be starting a business or thinking about a career strategically, thinking about, uh, you know, you know, th- thinking about, uh, you know, uh, how, you know, how we could then amplify that wealth and multiply that then through investing later on. And similarly, within these lending proposals, as we kind of intimated in the last episode, that may include setting up the right facilities now so that you're able to go and purchase more property through split banking and and things like that. And I think we'll probably talk about split banking in the next episode because it is such an important topic. But look, let's wrap it up there. Now, if you want to learn more about mortgages, though, here's what you've got to do. You've got to pull out your phone and go to opuspartners.co.nz or actually just click in the show notes. We've got our epic guide to mortgages. This is a nine and a half thousand word guide that teaches you both how to get a mortgage and then how to pay it off faster. So we're going to put that in the show notes. It's definitely worth checking out. And hey, please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. We said a couple of episodes ago, our goal is to get to 25,000 listens a month. We're currently sitting at about, I think, uh, 8,000 a month. But we really want to get this up to 25,000 because we know that that's when we're going to be helping as many Kiwis as possible to, to get the most out of the property market and really start to sort their financial futures. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Eugene Brightsiken from Twine Financial Advisors. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insight to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.